I hear so many, I guess for lack of a better term, good vibes coming from you. What does it look like for you when the good vibes aren't coming? When the well is dry? What does that look like? You know, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it is, it is tough. This past year, there have been dark times where you do think to yourself, like shit, what is going to, to happen next? Hmm. There is not a more true statement than a problem shared is a problem half. Like it is so, so true. And I just implore people to share their problems, talk to someone. Like that's the hmm. biggest thing. And I'm the biggest hypocrite because I, I really don't. And I've struggled with that for years. And I'm not the kind of guy that's like, oh, guys can't cry. Guys can't talk about their feelings. Right, of course guys can. Just me personally. I don't choose to do that um, until recently. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Hey, what's going on? It's Drew. And welcome back for another session of Group Golf Therapy. If you've been up on the world of golf fashion lately, our guest needs no introduction. He's our mate from across the pond, Chris Colick. In today's episode, we talk about everything from Chris not knowing who Phil Mickelson was the first time he saw him in person, to dealing with bad days that leave you not wanting to get out of bed, to everything in between. Chris is a modern-day Renaissance man who can't be defined or put into a box, especially by the world of golf, and we're 100% here for it. Thank you for tuning in. And please let us know what you think about the episode in the DMs. Don't forget to hit them straight and mind your golf. It's going to be a lot lockdown 4.0 if it happens again in, in a couple months. So, yeah, it's absolutely nuts, man. Absolutely yeah. nuts. And when you're locked down, how does um, you're obviously playing golf a lot for work and doing photo shoots and fashion shoots and things like that. When you are locked down, how do you stay okay? It's a good question. I'll let you know when I figure it out, to be honest. Um, it is it is tough. It is really tough. And I think um, you're just trying to look to be creative in, in different ways. So either doing my podcast or, um, you know, just chatting to people and just trying to keep that little bit of normalization around. Um, but I switched to a lot of product photography as well. Um, I'm very blessed to have access to a studio. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, when golf shut down, it's it is really tough. Like mm -hmm. you, you can't get out, you can't do anything. Um, and you know, hopefully they don't shut golf down again if it does spike in the autumn. Um, but we just got to wait and see. And luckily, we've got a pretty big garden where we're living, so at least we can practice some chipping um, for the time being as well. <laughs> and that's nice. Yeah, so you're actually. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Drew. Uh, no, I was going to say, I feel like that really makes you appreciative of any sort of green space that you have access to when, you know, there's no actual courses or driving ranges or, you know, it's like, hey, do I have just a, a little 10 by 10 square of grass that I can stand on and, and you know, make it feel like I'm I'm on the links right now? Oh, for sure. <laughs> like me and Nicole, we've just moved into this place about two months ago and the last lockdown we had over the winter time, we we're in, you know, a flat on the first floor. So no garden space, can't do anything, you know, working from home and, and trying to make do it, getting on top of each other because it is such a small space. So yeah, having a garden now and, you know, it's like 
what 34 degrees over here at the moment which is you know you get that for a week of time of the year so trying to enjoy that and just kind of sitting outside and yeah really appreciate the green space at the moment mm-hmm. absolutely was the was the move intentional for you guys to find that extra <laughs> like outdoor space or was it uh so yeah was that was of, that kind of a, a covid move it was a lot of stuff yeah covid living in a one bedroom apartment it it was fine, but it was hard. So trying to get some more space, but also with two of us in, you know, what with what I do, I have a lot of samples, a lot of clothes. And I mean, you can see some of the Adidas stuff behind me. Like I just need a lot more space. So we've got a, a bigger place. I've got a room that's dedicated to golf pretty much. So has all my clothes, all the samples, practice days, where I do podcast, editing, everything. Um, so that is my kind of little man cave let's say so yeah mm-hmm. having having the garden space um was vital when we were looking as well but also this is about 10 minutes from where nicole works as well so she's a teacher so it takes 10 minutes to get to school um so she gets a bit more of a lion as well uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty rad yeah the pandemic has completely reinvented our conception of what it means to have personal space and space for multiple uses <coughs> right like different rooms mm-hmm. for different aspects of our life. And, and I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good that you guys have the flexibility to use your space, um, to, to, to the needs that you, that you need. Um, so you're obviously UK, you were just at the the British open last week. What was that experience like? That was, so, I mean, I got my start in golf really well, <clears throat> my resurgence, let's say in golf at the open, well what like three years ago now in 2018 but coming back to this one was it was pretty surreal because I actually knew a little bit more about golf uh this time Mm. around and following some of the players and going there to actually shoot for a brand and stuff as well was awesome um but had the chance to play it the day after um but just walking down those holes like walking down the 18th you know and I was, I was having a chat to, to some of the guys about this. You know, Morikawa is walking down with a two-shot lead. And, you know, he absolutely storms it. I'm walking down there, like, at this point, 16 over. I'm just like, dude, this is the trippiest thing I, like, ever. Like, even though there's no one there, and it's just all the grandstands up here, it is such a vibe, um, which is awesome. But, yeah, being at the Open, it's, what, the oldest major. It's absolutely incredible. A real big part of history. Um, so... And the weather was great as well, so definitely can't can't fault that. I, I don't ever sunburn. You know, I'm from the Asian heritage, so I never sunburn. And I am really pink right now at the moment. <laughs> it was that hot. And I didn't even realize it. Like, I got into the shower, um, you know, that night to go, you know, just refresh myself. And I was stinging like mad. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but, yeah, an amazing couple of days. Uh, you know, very thankful to be able to go go there. And um, yeah, just spread some of the the golf love uh, with people that we've seen as well. Is is the Open Championship your favorite major? Do you watch a lot of professional <laughs> golf, or are you sort of focused on that and that's it? Uh, I actually I actually watch a ton of golf, um, especially if it's like a, a big competition. Like I watch all four majors, um, you know, every year. Don't get me wrong, I don't religiously watch every round for the whole, you know, 10 hours it's on, but I mm-hmm. tend to at least try and catch 
the last couple of hours on the final round because you know that's that's what's making history that's the the biggest moments of it so for me it's um it's not my favorite major i think masters is still my favorite major just because it's it's the masters um mm-hmm. but yeah the open is still it's probably a close second uh, to me but yeah i love watching golf i watch a lot of it um all the time very cool it sounds like the open was sort of a doorway for you into the work that you're doing now and um you know you're obviously crushing it like it's been it's been really cool to see you grow um both just on on instagram but also your you know the relationships that you have built through golf and and the brands that you're getting to work with at this point where did that start for you did you play golf already you know the first time that you went to the open or or was it still a foreign game to you so it was still a wildly foreign game to me so i went to the open in 2018 when it was at carnoustie um and back then i was i was working at oakley and i was part of the marketing team there and we did um an installation um at the open so we were thrown after parties um once the day concluded um, and we were just following around some of our tour players um as well just make sure that they were all good and again i come from you know i played golf as a junior quit it because you know kids over here are pretty nasty so you know being in school you get picked on quite a lot saying you're old and stuff and uh you know, being a six yeah, exactly, man. You know, being a six or seven year old kid, um, you're influenced very much by your peers at school. So I ended up throwing in the towel and I was just skating, snowboarding, skiing as much as I could. Um, and so I come from that background and I was actually looking after the snow um, marketing aspect for Oakley uh, for North mm-hmm. Europe at the time. And um, yeah, I got invited to the Open to go in, um, just do this marketing installation. Um, and basically, this is this is what I always tell everyone. I, I had no idea who anyone was. Bubble was didn't make the cut, <laughs> so you know I can go for him. Uh, I knew Austin Cook, and that and obviously Tiger Woods. <laughs> so I, I saw Tiger Woods tee off. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a video of this. This is you know freaking rad. Like this is so awesome. And then um, yeah, I went to go and follow Austin Cook. And um, I just remember seeing him tee off and he had a left-handed golfer teeing off in, in his grouping as well. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, don't know who the hell this dude is, but sweet. And um, my colleague who I was with, he was like, how do you not know who that is? I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, how am I supposed to know who this is? He's like, dude, it's Phil Mickelson. Straight over my head, man. I was just like, I <laughs> This don't left-handed know. golfer. <laughs> That's exactly it. it. Yeah, exactly it. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I have no idea who this dude is. All I know is he's hitting a really good ball. He's left-handed and people like madly cheering for it. Like for all I knew, I thought they were cheering for Austin Cook. I thought we signed by God at that point. Um, and no disrespect to Austin, he's a great player. But, you know, compared to Phil Mickelson, that's why he was getting the rules. Um, so... Yeah, for me, I, I really knew nothing about golf. You know, we were walking across fairways when we were allowed, and I'm saying to my colleague, are we allowed to do this? Like, it's a competition. Are we allowed to walk, you know, through the course while they're playing and stuff? Mm-hmm. And um, In no other just, sport can you do that? Um, I don't think legally. you can. Yeah, legally, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't imagine a, a you know, a, a, a football fan walking across the pitch in, in you know, exactly. the 45th minute. Exactly. And, you Not know, my colleague's look. walking through, like, you know, the 16th, the 17th, the 30th with a beer in his hand. I'm like, 
dude, are we allowed to do this? I'm like on the edge of the fairway, like looking as if I'm crossing a road. Like, am I allowed to do this? And um, yeah, basically I got hooked on it from there. Um, just seeing the standards of golf, um, like live as well is mm. unbelievable. It's, it's great watching it on TV and don't get me wrong, I love going to golf competitions, but I do prefer watching it on TV as well because you can see more of the action. But mm-hmm. actually seeing them hit the balls the way they do, shaping the shots the way they do, is it's unbelievable. And that, that got me absolutely hooked. And I remember I came, drove from Carnoustie back down to my hometown of Peterborough all in one day. Um, and I just remember getting back late in the evening ordered a pair of clubs or a set of clubs, sorry, <laughs> like knew nothing about clubs or anything. I was just like getting these, didn't get them fitted or anything. Um, and I was that guy who just got absolutely hooked. was at the driving range every night after work in the morning before work and um, just hitting. I was literally hitting, I think, 200 balls in the morning and 100 balls in the afternoon. So, it was, yeah, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> literally yeah just trying to to nail the balls as far as I can and just kind of learn as much as I can as well and that was exactly how I just got hooked on the game um pretty much was going to the open and seeing it and I was I was that kind of kid who was I wanted to look like the pro so I had Mm. a a ping tour Mm -hmm. bag a full full set of pings like the G four hundred series, like from driver, like all the way down to my pitching wedge, and then I had the the ping glide forged wedges, full set of them, and a ping answer putter as well. So you know, everyone was like, "Oh, this this kid must be like super good." It's like I roll up, I was, like just knew nothing what I was doing, like terrible player. <laughs> terrible player. But you looked, but you looked great. You had the I full looked- kit. Well, yeah, exactly. All the gear, no idea at that point, for sure, man. No, I, I would agree. Cole Young says uh, the match is one of the match is one of the <laughs> pulling up, right. pulling up with a full bag of pins is like okay. You've, you've already, already you've head, you've right? already defeated your opponent before they <laughs> yeah. end up on the tee box. You know that that is exactly uh, it. That is exactly it. And, the and of course, you was, got the you got the go faster Oakley sunglasses on. I'm sure as well, right? Yeah. Well, that that was exactly it. Working for Oakley, like I was in full head to toe Oakley as well. And <clears> when I was when I was younger, all my family used to call me Bubba because I couldn't say words properly, and that was my nickname. And we released a collab with Bubba Watson. It had bubble written on the back of this rain jacket and i just used to wear that all the time and everyone wow. was just like oh like do you think you're bubble watson i was like well no because i'm right-handed but it was all good <laughs> it was all good self-fulfilling no, prophecy right. nonetheless no kidding exactly man <laughs> oh i was gonna say i 100 agree with the like seeing golf in person really will get you hooked because I, and i can speak for myself you know i i grew up loving golf playing golf being pretty decent at it and then um you know only being able to watch it on tv but in 2004 we got the pga championship at whistling straits and i went up with my i went up with my dad and my uncle i was in high school and just golf on tv can be boring i i I can i can 100 percent say that it's it's objectively boring if you don't know what's happening but if you're standing on a tee box looking over lake michigan and it looks like you could be on like you know a Scottish Lynx style course mm-hmm. uh, looking over the ocean and watching them tee off and see where their, where their line is and where they're hitting it. Th- 
there's nothing like that. You don't have to know anything about golf to appreciate that. So I, I like, I like hearing that from you. Someone that, you know, wasn't a golf fan can still be in awe of the golf shots that they're hitting uh, because it's, it's, it's incredible. You don't have to, you don't have to understand anything other than just physics that people shouldn't be able to do this. It's funny you say that as well, because my, so Nicole, my girlfriend came with me as well um, over the weekend and she's just kind of gotten into golf because of me. Like she'll come to a driving range with me. She went out on the course for the first time a couple of weeks ago. You know, I've got a set of clubs and um, a bag and stuff. And um, funnily enough, she's a physics teacher as well. So, yes. you know, she's gone to this event for the first time watching live golf and she is just an absolute four of them um and, you know she was saying to me the whole way around like i can't wait to get home get back on the range and you know hit some balls again um, yes. so, no, so I, she's I, just I out there drawing three. equations in the sky like yeah okay cosine of the angle flip it <laughs> mate literally it's it's bryson de that should be bryson de chambeau's new caddy to cole definitely he, he, she should be the, the new caddy for him well they're, so they're like... both numbers people so that's uh yeah that, that could be a, a, a <laughs> partnership right there Mm. But he's taking shots left and right. I don't know. We 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 looking off Nicole. We're not gonna <laughs> subject yeah. to that. I tell right. you what, seeing him yeah. hit the ball is and actually seeing how big he is in real life is is unbelievable. Like he's yoked. He's he, he's a big dude. Yoked. He's a big dude, yeah. Uh, he's he looks like like a like a middle linebacker for like an NFL team, not a uh not a golfer. Absolutely crazy, man. Corn Absolutely fit. crazy. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm still a good like 150 yards away from him, and he still looks like the Hulk. Like it's it's crazy on how big he's, yeah. he's gotten. Country boy strong. <laughs> Iowa strong. So Chris, it sounds like you, I mean, at a, at a young age, were in a sense driven away from the game due to the whatever you want to call, it, I guess, shitty nature of people. I guess we can say bluntly. Um, sure. Was there any fear? Or I guess, yeah, fear. Was there any fear coming back into the game that you wouldn't be accepted again or, or you know, people would continue to pick on you if you dove into golf? What was that experience like? 100%, definitely. You know, like coming from skateboarding, snowboarding and all of that, it's you're accepted no matter where you come from, how you look what you're riding like it is very community-based and everyone has a lot of time for each other everyone loves each other then stepping into golf that was yeah it was definitely a scary time you know i'm i'm not going to walk on with a thrasher hoodie on my first ever round because you know i don't i don't want to get told i don't want to get thrown out i don't know what the protocol is and Mm. that's why i was head to toe trying to look like the pros on tv also i think what the pros on tv for for newcomers into the sport that's all they've ever seen before. You know, they, they might not be following these people on Instagram. They might not know all these other brands. Their exposure to golf is what they've seen on adverts, on TV, you know, pro competitions. And if you've got Dustin Johnson head to toe in Adidas or Rory, you know, head to toe in Nike with a tour cap, tucked in polo, webbed belt, you know, not wearing shorts, always in trousers, that's, the only exposure they they know and that's what they're going to do so for me you know i was back then i was head to toe in nike um you know caps polos belts trousers and shoes then i was head to toe in foot joy and 
I tell you what, it was the worst golf I've ever played. Like I was so uncomfortable. Um, mm. You know, I always had different sets of clothes with me in the car, so I'd finish work. Obviously, being in hoodies, shorts, um, you know, caps, just doing whatever I was doing, and then having to get changed into the kind of vanilla golfer wear, let's say, or t- traditional golfer wear. Um, and yeah, I did. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. And still to this day, I don't think I've tucked in a polo shirt in over a year and a half. Well, maybe two years now I think it's um that that's the biggest thing for me is I play a lot better when I'm comfortable you know I can look like a, a pro golfer I can look like a traditional golfer but my game's going to be completely whack uh, mm-hmm. from the minute I, I step out the, the clubhouse for sure I think it's interesting that you bring up the like skateboarding scene uh because as you know for myself someone that's come from the like the, the men's fashion world you see you actually see a lot of people from like the skate, like punk hardcore scene that end up coming to the golf world like later on in life, either from just the fact that they're getting older and when you're in your 40s, skateboarding's harder than playing golf. Um, but yeah, I think there's a really interesting cross section of people that uh, come from that background and join the you know join the golf world, and like just like skateboarding, there's like a, a like a, a uniform or. You know, there's there's clothes that you identify or, or uh, brands that you identify with skateboarding that is, uh, you know, very widely accepted. And I think it's kind of the same thing in the golf world where, you know, people expect you to look a certain way when you show up. Uh, but I really like how you said how that, you know, wearing that uniform in golf actually made you more uncomfortable. What Even though from the outside looking in, they'd say, hey, this guy looks like a golfer. Uh, but on the inside, you were like screaming, like this isn't, this doesn't feel right to me. Like I, I can't even play head to toe foot joy, you know. Hundred percent. No, I would be remiss to mention this right now, um, Chris. Anytime you're in Los Angeles, you come with me to this one club challenge. My homies at the format, they're all oh, former skaters. Yes. yes. Yeah, man. Um, I've been talking to those guys. They're rad as hell, man. I did their first one club challenge earlier this year and it was really first golf event mm-hmm. uh since like a year or two before the pandemic being around those skaters what i was more comfortable around those people than i ever have been around golf people the skaters that that uh that culture anti <laughs> culture is like it, it's something about it I identify with that. And I hear that when you talk about, you know, man, I've been tucked in a polo in two years. Yes, <laughs> more. That's a measure for success. Hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I think, um, you know, coming from the skate culture, it is one big family. Um, and you know, those guys reached out, and we've had a great conversation, and you know just talking about skating life and golf pretty much man uh which is what it's about i think people take golf way too seriously like way too freaking seriously like i don't keep score at all like i didn't keep score at the opening anywhere i knew i shot 16 overs because my caddy was keeping score for me like (laughs) if i hit a good shot i hit a good shot if i hit a bad shot dude laugh at it man like go and find your ball hit another shot you're not getting paid to do it. Like, yeah, everyone wants to get better. I want to get better as well, but you know, I'm not going to forsake 
my mental like my mental health or you know family and stuff to go and do it like I played golf I think it was yeah like three years ago when I started golf up again I ended up playing with um just two random dudes at one of my local clubs and you know four hours it's it's a long time to spend with someone so you get to know them pretty well and he was mm. one of the guys was telling me that he played that much golf um that his wife divorced him um because he was just trying Damn. to get better and better you know he wasn't spending time with the kids he was barely at home you know he'd wake up go to golf go to work go to the golf you know and his wife divorced him and he said that was the biggest thing he said to me was like don't let it take over your life um wow. and it happens you know people take it way too seriously like it is an addictive sport um but at the same time you know i've got buddies who have just started playing golf as well um and they're they're in that hungry stage where they want to get better and better and better but the thing is with that is they've started playing golf this year they're already expecting to make pars and birdies it's just mm. like you know chill out with it the more chilled you are the better you're gonna play and just just have fun with it man that's um the best shot i've ever hit or the best hole i've ever had was sinking three beers on the on the tee on the tee box stormed my drive 320 yards and then 130 yards out hit a gap wedge slam dunked it and then it popped out and that was after three beers and literally i wasn't thinking about anything at all i was just like i was pretty waved so just hitting shots <laughs> for fun uh, and that's the best hole i've ever had in my whole life um, did your group count that dunk though they didn't count the dunk they didn't no. they didn't count the dunk literally it dunked in like the, the hole was actually like caved in a bit um, and it popped out to about four inches and i had to tap it in for better and they wouldn't count it but again yeah, you can't play you, golf with them no more yeah <laughs> i haven't actually played golf yeah we would have that that would have that would have counted with us for sure <laughs> oh man but yeah just have fun with it that's that's the main thing and i think i'm never going to take golf seriously like I'm very fortunate to do what I do at the moment and I will mm. never take that for granted. You know, I think especially with the world of Instagram, some people can become a little bit too headstrong with it. Um, mm. And that's the point, man. Just just chill out. We're, we all play golf. We hit a ball around a freaking field um, trying to get into a bloody hole. Like there's bigger problems than, than golf for sure. You know, I'm realizing the the older I get and, you know, wiser is, especially when it comes <laughs> to social media and just being a part of that world as I've been for a long time, both like as a hobby and as a career, you know, everyone has a lane. And, mm. you know, for me, it's like sometimes I try to just stay in my own lane and do my own thing. And there's going to be people that rock with you. And, you know, there's always going to be people that are, haters or or trolls or things of that nature but um you know if you're if you're doing something that you think is good or that you enjoy doing um you know it's that that's really what what keeps me motivated every single day to you know create content or you know do this podcast it's you know it's something that i enjoy doing for myself so if i'm doing mm -hmm. it for me that's the right reason if you're doing it to for like internet clout or to mm -hmm. I don't know if there's just if there's outside reasons that you're doing it and it's not tr truly for you. One, it, you're gonna burn out. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna burn out mm -hmm. because it's it's hard to do something you don't want to do for yourself if you're doing it for other people or or doing it for, you know, quote unquote the wrong reasons, I guess. But uh, you yeah, know, 100%. you're 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 seriously one of those people that is always 
very true to yourself and, and the things that you share online. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that about you. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that, man. And like, you know, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a videographer. I'm, I'm not a content creator. People would say that I'm all those things. Hell no, I'm not, man. I'm a dude that takes a couple of crappy photos, knows how to edit them and post them online. Like, that's all it is. And again, this whole Instagram thing, it's snowboard. I'm, again, super fortunate uh, and very humbled and blessed for it all. At the same time, like, do I really give a shit about social media? Fuck no, man. <laughs> like, I want to get home. I want to cook some dinner. I want to hang with my lady and, you know, watch Netflix and just chill out and have a beer. Like, mm. I'll post a photo or, you know, if I'm out on a shoot, yeah, I'll take some photos and do what I've got to do. I'm very critical of my own work. Like, I love what I do. Um, but by all means, you know, there's so many awesome photographers, you know, you guys all included like the content that you guys produce as well. Like I just love seeing what's happening at the moment, but by all means, like social media freaking sucks. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like it's just fortunate that we've all met and that's a way for us to communicate. That's what I see it for rather than like you said, trying to get internet clout or become mm-hmm. famous from it. Like dude, they're freaking followers like, and mm-hmm. likes like, it's not gonna if it helps you get to sleep at night freaking a man but if it if it doesn't then you're winning at the same time mm. you know 100 it's, it's like how do you like i've spoken at different panels or you know different things like that and, and they say like people will ask you how do you become an influencer how do you become a social media influencer and you know what i tell people is have a point of view that's different than other people and then you will have some sort of influence. I think if your goal in life is to be an influencer, you really need to consider Reality what is, sure. yeah, like a real, like what, because mm-hmm. if you think about every, everyone, every person is an influencer in their own sphere of, of people that they know. You don't have to have a hundred thousand follow, followers on Instagram. You can, everyone has their own influence. So if I think the, the term influencer is really, is really clouded what influence actually means and what it means yeah. to people because i think people think it means having a lot of followers on social media and yes that that can technically mean that but if you don't really stand for anything or you don't have a point of view that's different than everyone else and you're just copying other people you know what's the what's the purpose of, of it no exactly that man i think with that being said as well is if you do have a platform that spans to a lot of people because you have a lot of followers use it for something good you know like why why just keep it to yourself and and, you know i'm guilty of that as well like i don't promote world hunger you know climate change and all that and that's purely just because social media for me it's it's a a storyboard of just photos that i've taken um you know i'm not an influencer i'm not a content creator i'm not a photographer i'm just a little skater out from the uk you know still hopped up on sugar and being a kid pretty much man i love that how do you how do you keep that detached though because like there, i i hear you saying that you're not a, a content creator not a videographer not a photographer and i i believe you for sure and a lot of the work <clears throat> that you're doing at the moment is in those spheres so i guess like mentally how do you absolve that pressure that that creates by nature of the work that you're doing? Um, honestly, I just don't think about it. Uh, you know, if mm. I'm doing a shoot for someone, I rock up, I do what I've got to do. 
you know, I switch off, switch off straight after it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm taking photos, um, for a brand, like when I was at the open taking photos for, uh, Champagne Piaf, you know, they know what I do. They know my style. They know exactly, you know, what's going to, what the outcome is going to be. So I think I rocked up like four hours late as well, just because of mm-hmm. traffic. Um, but you know, there's no set time schedule. So I'm going to get there when I'm going to get there. I'm going to be chilled with it. I'm going to get the photos done that they need to do. And then, again, they're a great company to work with. They were super chilled. Like said to me, go out and watch the golf, like go and do what you want to do. So um, I just kind of switch off from it. Like at the same time, a lot of people perceive me as a photographer and content creator, but because I've got that mindset that I'm not, there's no pressure on me. You know, I'm walking mm-hmm. into, into work or a job where not that I don't care. Of course I care about it, but I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I know I can do it. There's no point in me getting stressed out about it. So go in there, get the job done and then kind of have fun with it as well. And, you know, I'm going to take advantage of, of the situation I'm in. Um, so they are pretty much just not really thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of you that, um, yes, it's easy for you to say like, I'm good at what I'm doing and I'm just going to, you know, pull up, do my job and they know what to expect because they reached out to me, whatever, whatever. But what part of Chris feels like, yo, that's dope. Dad. Oh, hundred okay. percent. Every, every like, time, like every time someone asks me to, to do some work for them, hundred percent, you know, part of me feels, oh great. They like my work. That's awesome. But the part that excites me the most is the experience I'm going to get from it. Like mm. going to the open or going to this golf course to go and shoot some stuff or, you know, I'm getting this product that I'm super stoked about. And um, that's what I love is the fact that I get to try something new with a new experience. But yeah, at the same time, like it, it is, it's awesome. You know, if someone likes your work and they tell you like, it's, it's great. hundred um, percent. But at the same time, I try not to think too much like that as well, because I still want to stay quite grounded with it all. I don't want to be like, yeah, everyone loves my work. I'm, I'm going to be a dick about mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. You love my work. Like, I appreciate you for appreciating my work um, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that my parents have, have told me since I was a little kid is always eat humble pie. Like, just be super nice. Don't, don't be a dick to anyone. And, good things will happen um to those who who do wait and are good people yeah you seem to be filled with gratitude and and that's a a good quality and unfortunately i think a rare quality in this field right um yeah definitely props to you (laughs) thanks no it is it is very true like i have great relationships with everyone like you know you guys included like you know, I can message you guys at whatever time. I know you guys are going to be there to chat, which is, which is awesome. And that's mm-hmm. the same as how I would be as well. But again, there's a lot of people on Instagram who they will try and use you to, to further their career, mm-hmm. let's say, or that bullshit. Or, you know, there'll be people trying to, like, like you said, Drew, like making comments or, you know, trolling and stuff. And, what's the point <laughs> you know life's too short to to be an asshole pretty much man mm-hmm. 
you said something um, in your last uh, bit where you said, I appreciate your work. Mm. Um, that, I think, is the... <laughs> if we could start um, a blueprint on how to not be an asshole on the internet 101, I think that is the... <laughs> the 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 line from which all we can you know we can derive so much content and so much um curriculum from just that statement mm -hmm. alone um and you talked about your parents you know they they taught you at an early age to eat humble pie what's your relationship with them now so i mean my relationship with my parents great like they've both worked incredibly hard um, to get where they are. And, you know, I was very fortunate growing up um, where they gave me everything I wanted, truly. Like my mum mm. is Filipino, she's one of nine, you know, didn't come from much money at all. Um, and, you know, she worked incredibly, incredibly hard um, to get where she was. She supported her family, sending them to school um, you know, when she first got a job um, out of university. And again, my dad's from, you know, a council state in a little village just outside Cambridge in the UK. Mm. Uh, his, his father worked in a leather factory after the war and stuff. And, you know, they're very grounded people. And they gave me literally everything I ever wanted um, mm. growing up if, if, because they didn't have it. Um, and don't get me wrong, like there were points when, especially as a teenager, I was an absolute asshole to them. And, you know, that's one of the biggest regrets of my life was how I was growing up as a teenager. But, you know, now we're on the right track and, you know, I love my parents dearly. And, you know, my mum told me a story when I think it was her first paycheck and her first real job out of university. She bought herself a pair of Ray-Bans um, and, you know, there's these kind of buses in the Philippines called jitneys um, where they're all open tops and stuff. And someone just snatched them off of there and ran away. Um, so, you know, she told me that I'm very fortunate to, to work for Ray-Ban at the moment. So I replaced the ones that she got stolen off of there, you know, 30 years ago. Um, and, you know, I'm very, very blessed to be partnered up with Adidas. Uh, you know, they support me and look after me so well when, my dad's rocking Adidas shoes because I can actually have the chance to give back to him now as well. So, yeah, no, absolutely love him. Um, have a solid relationship with them now. Thankfully, mine and Nicole's parents live 10 minutes away from each other. So every Sunday we'll go and see them for lunch, both our parents, and um, just hang out really. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't be here today literally, like, doing this shit without them. Um I came to them, what, early last year and said, mom, dad, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I need to achieve to do it. I need a gimbal, a drone, a, a fairly decent camera. Like, I love taking photos. This, this is what I want to do. The next day, like, it's there for me. Uh, and I'm freaking 28, man. And like, they're still like helping support me, um, which is absolutely rad. But Again, they gave me my first camera when I was four years old. I had this little red film camera. I wasted a roll of film in about 20 seconds and then had to wait a year till my next birthday to get more film. So I was just literally shooting blank the whole time as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I've made some questionable decisions growing up. Um, 
put them through hell and back and they've still been there to support me. Um, so that's the least I can do now is is give back to them um, with how blessed I am with the brands I work with as well. Mm. Hey, y'all, this is Brad. And Connor. Andrew. We wanted to take a quick second and thank you for listening. It truly means a lot to us and we want you to know that you're loved and you're welcomed here. And if you ever need a listening ear, to vent, or just to talk to somebody who cares, we want to remind you that group golf therapy is a safe space. Our DMs are always open at Group Golf Therapy on Instagram. Hit them straight and mind your golf. I just heard a lot of love in that story. Um, gotta be, man. Gotta, gotta have love for the, for the parents for sure. We joke about the metric of success on the show being... <laughs> Tears. Um, we never expected them to come from the hosts, though. Uh, <laughs> and when we brought up that story about mom's race, I had to mute my microphone um, because that is. I got got too, a, Chris. That is such a beautiful full circle mm. moment. Hundred um, percent. No, she's she's my biggest fan. Like hundred percent, love her dearly. Um, and you know, she's always had my back. For 28 years. That's the, uh, you know. the goal, though, I think. You know, like, your parents pour themselves into you mm-hmm. in hopes that you turn out to be a, a decent human being, you know, decent member of society. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as their children, you hope that you can reciprocate. 100%, and man. You're, you're a representation I, of them. Do you, you know, what, what does that feel like to you? What, how does that impact you the, the fact that you yeah, were able to you know return that gift yeah it gets you choked up a bit for sure man that's um mm. being able to do that because you know first paycheck buying something special to her um and for that happening it's it sucks and like i said genuinely wouldn't be doing what i was doing now without their support um you know coming to them with with an idea and them completely backing me is is absolutely huge and you know the equipment that i have now and you know i'm very blessed to to be able to afford this equipment myself but they're there helping me out um still at 28 and supporting me doing what i'm doing um, which is incredible how do you treat yourself what's your um how do you how do you celebrate the work that you accomplished thus far? How do you treat yourself after that? So, deep, just just a solo round of golf. Like, mm. if I have spare time, um, you know, I'm I'm very very fortunate where, without sounding big headed, I've I've worked hard to get where I am, in a sense of my actual day job like personal job where i'm i live very comfortably um so is my girlfriend so you know we like to go out for dinner we like to to hang out and um do what we do go on date nights and stuff but camera equipment as well as you guys all fully know is not cheap um so i treat myself every so often to some camera equipment um but yeah just just kicking it really man i just like to to hang out and, and play around the golf by myself as well just to mellow out like i don't i don't really get chances to play a lot of golf i think everyone thinks 
I'm on the course 24 seven and playing a lot of golf and mm-hmm. that's definitely, I still work. I still do do the dishes. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a normal thing for me to, to not really play golf. So that's, that's the biggest treat for me is just going out, listening to music, playing a solo round. Um, and then yeah, dinner and, and camera equipment as well. That's, that's definitely the treat. Man, when, when this, when this is all over, Chris, with, you know, pandemic and things of that nature we're hopping on the jet all three of us and we're coming over and we're we're, we're hitting the cars together that's that sounds like a, Dude, a very guys. lovely evening we'll just fire Dude, up the ggt g6 and yep. get over there real quick done deal Dude, my, my house is always open you guys are always welcome uh to crash for as long as you need for sure man and yeah like i said i'm, I'm planning to get out to the states as soon as these freaking lockdowns and COVID just dies out, really. But yeah, it's gonna happen for sure. Well, you you were saying yeah. like maybe later in the year, you know, if you're later, you got to go west coast or south because it gets cold where I'm at. So yeah, you gotta you gotta go you gotta go down south. Yeah, I need a I need a proper cup of British tea. So when we're I was, I was gonna mention actually, I brewed some Tetleys just for this conversation, oh. with Chris. Always, <laughs> always a good choice. Always a good choice. Make it builders too. Um, Chris, how do you, I, I hear so many, I guess for lack of a better term, good vibes coming from you. I see that on your, on your feed. I hear that in your, in our conversation right now. What does, what does it look like for you when the good vibes aren't coming? When they're not, when the well is dry, how are you? What does that look like? How do you cope on a on a not so great day? It's you know, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it is it is tough. Like this past year, like I think everyone thinks I've got it golden, you know, mm. like especially from the Instagram and all that, like a lot of people think I've got it golden. Like that's not not the case at all, you know. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened where, you know, losing a job, for instance, in the middle of a pandemic and mm. All of that, it, it's scary stuff, man, for sure. And, you know, there have been dark times where you do think to yourself, like, shit, what is going to, to happen next? Like, I'm in a rut. Like, what, how, how do I get out of this? And it, it is true. Mm. Like, by no means have I had it easy in the slightest. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. Again, I can't stop saying how fortunate I am because it's so true where, the brands that I've partnered up with have, have looked after me throughout this and really helped me come out the mm-hmm. other end um, from it as well. Without them, who knows what what the outcome could have been. But I have a very big problem where I'm, I'm not a sharer at all. You know, I will carry the weight of the world on my shoulders and that will, that will 100% be me. And there is not a more true statement than a problem shared is a problem half. Like it is so, so true. And I just implore people to share their problems, talk to someone like that's the biggest thing. And I'm the biggest hypocrite because I, I really don't. And I've struggled with that for years And Nicole, bless her, love my life. She's absolutely amazing. Very great with, um, help me break down that barrier, um, and get, getting me to talk to her about stuff. Mm. Um, she's a great listener and she really does help me 
talk about my emotions uh and i'm not the kind of guy that's like oh guys can't cry guys can't talk about their feelings right of course guys can just me personally i don't choose to do that um until recently um but it's, it's hard for sure um you know on really dark days i'm not gonna lie to you i've stayed in bed all day like mm. i've watched shitty youtube videos in netflix in bed like it's gone to points man where like i haven't gone out of bed i haven't showered i haven't done anything for for days because there is no motivation mm. to be able to do that. I'm, I'm waking up thinking why have i woken up today like what do i have look for what do i have to look forward to today like mm. it, it is tough um for sure but being able to open up now and and talk to nicole she's you know she's a very reassuring person where we will talk things through where I feel dark and I don't know what's happening. She's already thinking of solutions and plans saying, okay, why don't we try this? Have you tried this? This could be result from coming up with this plan. So she's very proactive in that sense. And it kind of then gets me thinking of, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as it seems. This plan could work. We'll try this. Uh, but yeah, if it wasn't for Nicole and uh, you know, the brands that I work with, um you know shit shit's been tough the past year with the pandemic losing jobs and shit going on it's yeah it's been really tough so yeah just trying to talk it through for sure but there's been some yeah really dark spots um for sure man yeah I, i i don't think it can be overstated how important having someone is to to not only to use as a sounding board, but to push you um, to open up that barrier, be it a partner. It sounds like Nicole is your, uh, is your champion, your, your, your pushing force. Um, But even, you know, a friend, a a mentor, it, it can't be overstated how vital that is to keeping us going when, when you're not feeling like getting out of bed. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It's, um, it's a massive thing um because when you get into that rut there it is the hardest thing to to get out of um and it's yeah there's been some some incredibly dark days um you know still here still fighting and that's the main thing is talking it through and again for anyone who's listening on this as well like you'd be surprised on how many good people there are on IG to be able to talk to, um, you know, you guys included, um, like I said, just, just talk it through with literally anyone. I think, uh, the, the one takeaway I had from, from that Chris was, and thank you for sharing, sharing that and, and being really raw and, and, and honest. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, they see, they see things on Instagram, you know, they see, oh, you know, they're, this guy's popping on Instagram, you know, everything looks awesome. And, you know, I can even speak for myself, but, uh, you know, they don't really know, like, Instagram is really a veneer, it's, it's the highlights of your life. And, you know, you don't show, you don't always showcase the bad things, the days when you don't want to get out of bed, uh, the days, you know, the dark times. So I think it's, uh, it's it's great that people like us ourselves that are you know influential online can can be really honest about that and say like you know every day is not a great day every everything that I showcase on on Instagram is not that's a, a very small fraction of me it's you know five percent of me 
and the rest of the 95% that you don't see is uh, that's the real me. And that's the, those are the hard times that, uh, that are, that are very, they can be very dark. So yeah. And, and when you're in that space, you, you, yeah, you need, you need to be able to talk to someone about that and, and share that. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy that we have this podcast. Uh, Connor, Brad and I have a great, uh, a great group chat that we use, obviously not just for work related things, but for, you know, just as a sounding board between the three of us. So uh, we'll 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 make another one after this pod for to add Chris to it, so we can uh, we can have another GGT uh, colic group group chat. Yeah, it's essential because we we have such great conversations on this platform, and I'm so grateful mm-hmm. to be doing this. Um, but we we get to tap into something that like largely hasn't existed before, like a support group of you know mm-hmm. a, a tight closed you know safe space <laughs> for lack of a better term i know we we go use the hell out of that phrase <laughs> but um it, it's it's essential and it's it's important to my sustainability you know mm-hmm. i i need to be able to lean on connor and drew do you have a mantra do you have a daily self-talk daily reminder to yourself whether it came from your parent, you know, bringing your surroundings as a young person. Um, is there anything that you remind yourself, like, even on those dark times where those words might not be readily available, but they're in there somewhere. Like for, I'll give you an example, my therapist, who I absolutely adore, um, tells me every day is a great day to practice matter what that is could be golf could be brushing your teeth yeah so again i've got two that i swear by and the first one like i mentioned earlier is the one that my parents told me is always eat humble pie and that is something that i live by um and actually no sorry i've got three um yeah that one's first second one is my own one which is you know if you don't make it happen no one else will um and for me that is very special because even when i am really low down dumps it's if i don't get myself out of this and if i don't talk to someone about this no one else is going to do it for me um you know and that doesn't i'm not saying this in the sense that i'm alone and i've got to do everything myself but i've got to make the initial steps to be able to do that and to to motivate myself to do other things as well and then um, the last one is not really a mantra, but it's what my dad's always told me is if you can, if you're in a meeting or like you're meeting people, always remember to even say hello or goodbye to the janitor or the cleaner. Mm. Because you know, mm. that, that, and that is something I, I live by. You know, I'm very fortunate where I meet thousands, hundreds of people a year and I would, go out of my way to say hello and bye to even you know the part-time worker or the janitor say thank you because you know one it shows that you've acknowledged them you know you're showing appreciation to them and you don't know what they're going through um but two you don't know who that person is at the at the end of the day as well um you know just be be a good person to everyone uh, no matter what status they're in um and I think that goes hand in hand with golf as well is coming from brands or 
being a golfer, being a pro golfer, no, no one is above each other um, in this game. And unfortunately, we are in a game where people think they are above each other, um, which, mm-hmm. which really sucks. Um, and no one really is. Like I said, it's a, it's a freaking game at the end of the day. It's a game that we all truly love and have a deep passion for, but it's a game. You know, we're, we're all going there to do the same job. Uh, but yeah, they're the three things that, that I've lived by since um, well, the two from my parents from a very young age and then the last one in the, probably the last three or four years. Hmm. You, you said that golf is a place where people think they're better than others. And mm. I agree. Um, but I'm also encouraged by people like you and conversations like this, where we get to unpack the fact that that's not true. And we're all playing the same game. <laughs> um, so thank you truly for the work that you do, the stories that you tell to showcase a better side of this game. Um, because I think we need it. Um, we need that reminder. What does a good day on the golf course look like for you? Good day for me is I'm a walker rather than carp. Like I just love to walk around, you know, have my camera with me, have some buddies, a few beers, have the music on. Um, I just having, having a good time, man. Like the cool thing about, playing the open course a couple of days ago was it was super, super chilled. Mm. You know, there were four of us playing. We had caddies getting to know the caddies as well. You know, their story, like how long they've been caddying, why they caddy and what they love about caddying. Like my caddy doesn't even really play golf anymore. You know, he used to be a pro rugby player, like yoke dude, <laughs> super, super nice guys, but can read greens like anything. Um, and, you know, getting to know their story and, just talking to people man. um, getting to know them, shooting photos. And the thing for me, what I like to do with, with my photos as well is I've been on shoots before where they're like, right, take a shot, hold the pose. And you're holding it there for like freaking 10 minutes, man. And like you, your arms are about to drop off. I'm literally just trying to take photos of everything as it happens, because it's mm-hmm. more raw. It shows the emotion of what that golfer is going through in that second. Um, so just being able to, to do that, but, literally the other day was super special being able to do that and just having a good time with everyone you know just not even really talking about golf like just talking shit to each other um having a good time and walking around good sunshine having some drinks and and that's it that's that's a good day for me and yeah if i've got some of the homies and friends with me um it makes it all the better as well but again if i'm playing a solo round sometimes that's just the the relaxation you need as well Mm. find your couch that's uh something i've been i've been trying to work into this uh group golf therapy universe is is finding your therapist couch somewhere out there on the golf course exactly man exactly whether it's the first tee the 18th tee or you know the bar you know, there's, there's something for everyone out there. That's right. In my case, uh, my couch is a wonderful up and down for bogey. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, uh, if I can get myself out of trouble and save a bogey. Wow. What a boost. 
Chris, what are you, some of your favorite golf smells? Golf smells. So the course I used to play, it was right near like a cow factory or like cow field stuff. A like cow factory? A cow factory. I, I, I think it was a factory as well, which is quite sad. I'm vegan as well, so that was quite brutal to see. Um, but yeah, that, that had a very potent smell. But actually, like when I was there, I used to complain about it. Now I kind of miss it because it, it was like huh. the second home to me. Um, but you know what? Like, I love the smell of grass. I don't suffer with hay fever. All my friends do. Um, and they they literally like really, it really hits them hard. Mm. Whereas me, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. But I also like, um, as weird as this sounds as well, like the smell of like the stagnant water from some of the, the ponds and stuff you get. Um mm-hmm. Just because as soon as I'm there, like I, I know I'm at the golf course um, as well. But yeah, they're, they're some weird ones, but they're probably my favorite favorite smells to to a search. Some pretty gross ones, anyway. <laughs> you know, you know where you are when you're smelling those things. So I exactly, think that's it's yeah, the it's yeah, the memory it attached to it. Yeah, I love those. Those are great. Chris, one of our one of our staple, another one of our staple questions, and for for a vegan such as yourself, it's not the meat and potatoes; it would be the uh, the cauliflower and the broccoli of the of the meal, <laughs> or maybe the kale. Um, what one of our favorite questions it's we like tan. to ask is, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the green, tan. it's the green, it's the green juice. What is what is your mortal wound? What is that one thing that that gets you up every day? Something that drives you something that drives me to to get up every day um that's a good question actually it's quite, quite a few things um something that always gets me up in the morning because i i tend to i work a really weird schedule um i i tend to wake up and then do a lot of editing in the morning i'm, I'm my most proactive uh first thing in the morning um so i'll get up and just knowing i've got to edit photos that's that's probably my go juice um but to be honest probably cold brew is is the biggest thing for me man. Like, <laughs> i look forward to because i'm like i'm shout out to i don't know if i can shout out brands but i'm gonna shout out brand anyway like partnered up Do with it. whoop um a couple mm. weeks ago and this thing is unbelievable with the data it gives you mm. so I look forward to getting up and seeing how I've slept, like what my recovery is and, and all of that stuff. And then going to go and get my cold brew, monitoring my caffeine intake and all that. That's, that's a lot of motivation for me. Mm. Um, to be honest in the morning, as well as my morning poop, pretty much you gotta go and you gotta go. Of course. <laughs> See, whoop, the whoop has always intrigued me, uh, but I, I'm terrified as to knowing how much, how accurate it will be, and tell me exactly what is wrong. And so I have, I have two very small children, so I don't, I don't yeah. actually want to know how little sleep that I'm getting, or how much caffeine <laughs> I, how much caffeine I've consumed, or how few of steps I've taken in a day. So it's, it's, I think it's, it's it would be painfully, uh, I'd be painfully aware of like looking in the mirror of like what's going on inside of me versus <laughs> what's on the outside. Dude, I'm, I'm just- like, I was I, I'm terrified that it'll it won't think that there's a problem with my data and that my realization will just be like I just feel like shit naturally. Yeah. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. There's nothing I can change. There's nothing I can change. This is just what's going on under the surface. I just feel like ass all day. Connor, you slept three hours last night. Yeah. Recovery. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Chris, what's your, uh, what's your theme song or what's your, what would your walk up music be? So funnily enough, I, I was thinking you were going to ask this question. I got a new song. To, well, it's not a new song, but I rediscovered it because I haven't heard it in a while. Um, the Avalanches, because mm-hmm. I'm me. Mm-hmm. Dude, like that song, it's like I keep wow. listening to it at the moment. And I, I remember listening to it when it came out. And I was just like, this is going to be the song that's going to be on the course for a long time. But that's definitely my walkout music. Like that is, that's a full on jam to me. Love it. That's a pop. What it, Chris, what is um you you're someone that keeps it pretty light on the golf course and sounds like mm-hmm. it sounds like this would be a great foursome to just like walk, music, drink, like this will be a vibe of a group. Mm-hmm. Um but what is the time on the course that you have laughed the hardest? Laugh the hard I so I played a course in Australia, what, like two years ago. And this was when it was like, it was full on drought. Like everything was dying because of how hot it was. And it's when they had the really bad um, bushfires. Mm. And I went to go and play a course there. And every shot, like I was taking on the fairway, had to be teed up because their, their grass was just like, it was non-existent. I remember there was a tree in front of the green and this tree, like the top branch, like huge, huge branch, like was sticking out into the fairway from the top of this tree. And it must have been, I don't know, like a good 20, 30 foot up in the air. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Hit a nine iron, um, hit the branch. The ball goes about 50, 60 yards behind me, but the branch actually (laughs) fell down like this huge, huge branch and just smashed everywhere um so they actually had to go and like people in the clubhouse had to come out and actually pick it up uh because that's chaos wrecked everywhere and i like they come out to go and like because it's on the 18th as well uh (laughs) and i purely think that i was laughing as much purely out of embarrassment that i hit it and that had happened and i'm there like by myself like crap i've just done this loads of people just seeing this happen just laugh it off and they're out there like trying to pick it up and i, I couldn't even help because i was on the floor like just rolling around. <laughs> and then i kind of got myself together and i was like oh no like let me help you and um they're like no no don't worry about it and they're like only only that could happen to you like literally everyone misses that branch like how did you hit it i was like I don't even, uh, I just couldn't stop laughing. But I think purely out of embarrassment as well. A little knockdown nine iron. Uh, <laughs> just knock down this branch. That is did, uh, did, did, anyone, did anyone mistake you for Jason Day's tattooed brother when you were down under? <laughs> I've, I've, dude, I've had that so much um, before. Yeah, literally, um, even over here over here like everyone always says it to me that i look like j day um That's especially so a couple of years ago when i was head to toe in nike stuff um, mm, oh yeah totally but oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened a few times uh, people, <laughs> people have said that <laughs> that's awesome 
I love that. Chris, I, I, I can't thank you enough for chatting with us today. This has been a lot of fun and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm stoked for when we get to actually see you in person and sure. can tee it up and throw on some tunes and just walk into the abyss. Um, I, re I really, really look forward to that. And, uh, Branches and beware. And, yeah, Branches definitely. beware. Yeah, look Branches out trees. Beware, That's, I'm going to get that on a t-shirt for us all. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you guys for having me um, and, and sharing stuff. And, you know, what you guys are doing is is unbelievable. It, it needs to happen. You know, there needs to be not even so much of a safe space to, to share and talk, but to let people know that it's it's all good and share these stories. Um, and yeah, what you guys are doing is is absolutely incredible. And, you know, I think we all thank you for doing it. And, you know, I love all three of you very dearly. Um, and, you know, thank you so much for, for having me on for sure. Of course. Where um, where can people find you on online and offline? Uh, so <laughs> online, literally, I'm just on Instagram. Like I said, I'm, I don't really like social media that much. So just Instagram is just Chris Colick or Put Golf or Put Golf Podcast whenever I get back to doing that because I'm lazy as hell. Um, <laughs> and then off course, I'm literally chilling in my house with Nicole, watching Netflix drinking a beer and chilling out and sometimes playing golf, sometimes not. Um, or they want to skateboard as well. Love it. Fantastic. Thank All you right, man. so much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And yeah, again, much love to you guys. Truly do love you. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health.